All right, sometimes it's just fun to talk to people about little victories and little uh, things that might otherwise go un- unseen and unnoticed. Uh, and so, Bill English, I want to celebrate with you um, a great accomplishment from over the weekend for you. I have no idea what you are talking about. Oh, you built a new slider on oh, your I website. Did. Yes, and that I is did. no small thing. Like, right? I wouldn't know how to do that. So, oh, congratulations. Oh, thank Hats you. off. Hats thank off, you. man. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I like that slider. I, I kept trying to figure out a way to, to surface some of the older uh, articles and podcasts that I thought had high value, but I but that particular theme I'm using uh, just didn't give me a way to do that, so I had to install a slider. It was pretty cool. Look at that. Look at that. Look at you. All yeah. right, so there you go. That's my little hats off this morning. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Um, we're, <laughs> we're going to talk, talk about the emotional price that I think, I mean, owners is who you're going to focus on um, specifically, but... But there's just a broad emotional price that we pay when we are engaged in an enterprise as it is failing. Yes. Um, just talk about talk about that emotional. Um, it's not even a roller coaster. Talk about just it's like all down. It's like all that negative your stomach dropping out of the out of your body feeling. Um, <laughs> just talk about that. You know what I'm talking about? Like right I when do, the, the roller coaster crests and all you go is down and you just like, this is never going to end. So yeah. talk with us about that. And, and it's never going to end and I can't get out. That's no, that the thing. No, that would be very dangerous. That's, that, that's the thing. If you're a business owner, you can't quit. The most mm. you can do is liquidate. If you're an employee, you can always quit a dying organization. But if you're the owner or the leader of that organization, you can't quit. Not without no, the organization going belly up. You are the captain who has to go down with the ship. Yes, and you get you to just, drown with it. Yeah, you do. So, you know, you wake up at night. Uh, your mind is probably racing about the impending dangers. Uh, you have constant anxiety. Uh, sometimes you have panic attacks. Uh, I call that entrepreneurial terror, for lack of a better term. Uh, lots of fears. You'll have worries about your reputation. Will my spouse leave me? What will people think? What will I do next? You know, who would hire me? You know, that kind of thing. And over time is these emotions kind of solidify and maybe even petrify. Uh, It leads to despair. And that's a really dangerous and difficult place to be when you're a Christian. Because guess what they tell you on Sunday mornings? You know, you shouldn't be despairing. You should find your victory in Christ. And yet you sit there and you pray and you pray and you try to live a holy life and it still isn't working. And it can become a huge faith crisis or disconnect for a lot of people. You know, why isn't God blessing me? Why isn't he doing what I need done? Things are not happening the way that I'm the way they're supposed to. I don't know who to turn to. I'm really, really in between a rock and a hard place. And I think that all of that self-talk is evidence that we have bought into an understanding of blessing or an understanding of um, what's supposed to happen, quote unquote, uh, that's simply not biblical. Right. I mean, I, I, I look at the experience that people have um, over the course of history, people who have very wonderful, deep, abiding, glorifying relationships with God, and they are not all um, just success after success after success. They experience genuine failure. Um, they experience genuine setbacks. They experience the the need to start over again, over and over again. In fact, that that sort of is the Christian life experience. But we have an expectation in our culture that that's not how it's going to go. Oh, you know, we have that expectation in our faith. I mean, it mm. was, wasn't that the 
the very foundation, foundational assumptions in the book of Job, where uh, they thought, Job and his friends thought that if you lived a righteous life, God would bless you economically and otherwise. And if you sinned, then bad things happen to you. And the whole, I think one of the big points, macro points of the book of Job is that bad things can happen to holy people. And it's up to God's sovereignty and his purposes as to why they happen. Yeah, I mean, I, I think of, of Paul and his experience or Peter and his experience or James and his experience or Stephen and his experience. And, I'm, and I say to myself, um, I should get to the place or Mary, the mother of Jesus, I should get to the place where I have an expectation that being um, being with Christ and being for Christ does not mean I am simply going to prance from one mountaintop to another. Um, there are going to be uh, shipwrecks and valleys and times of uh, when the world so clearly misunderstands who I am and what I'm doing that uh, it is that the world and its worldliness is not going to bless me, which is which is part of, I think, the confusion, Bill, the um, so many of the levers of. Uh, material blessing are not in the hands of our Christian brothers and sisters. Yeah, and so you you, you know I I think you said it well. And so what what kind of a faith do we have? What kind of expectation do we have? What we have is that when we follow God, He does. And then there's plenty of scriptures that talk about Him blessing us. But the prosperity people have taken that, and I think they've done huge damage to the evangelical church. Uh, by saying that, by basically reinforcing this notion that if you're living righteously, then God is going to bless you economically. And I just don't see that connection in Scripture. It is there, but it's not there. It has to be balanced with other parts of Scripture and our experiences, to my way of thinking. And yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we have to expect that from time to time, God, because he loves us, is going to discipline us. God, because he allows trials to come into our into our lives is trying to build our faith and perseverance and maturity, and we need to accept that as part of the Christian life. All right, I'm talking with Bill English. You can check out what we're talking about today at BibleInBusiness.com. The piece is the emotional price uh, owners pay when the business is failing. Um, when when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about uh, some difficulties in shutting down an organization or a business. And then we're also going to talk about what can be done. Don't worry. We're getting to the hope part of this conversation. That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. When Okay, uh, so returning to my conversation with Bill English and Bill, we are uh, we are definitely striking a heartstring with at least one listener this morning um, who has texted in. Hey, you're speaking to my heart. I'm wondering if I'm going to be able to listen to this later somehow. The answer to uh, that listener's question from the 701 area code. So in our Bismarck. North Dakota listening area. The answer to your question is yes, absolutely. No, did I get that wrong? Is that not where it is? Well, 701 is the entire state of North Dakota. (laughs) So they only have one area code? They only have one area code, yes. That's a whole different subject of conversation. (laughs) But the answer to the listener's question is yes, absolutely. We post the shows. Actually, Paul Perot uh, posts the shows as podcasts. And so you just just go to MyFaithRadio.com. You go to MyFaithRadio.com and you click on podcasts or you just click on Mornings with Carmen and what populates are the, podca- are the podcasts of the show. And so in a couple of hours, you'll be able to go um, to, to the MyFaithRadio 
com website and actually get today's conversation if you miss it for any reason. But uh, you, I, I think, think you should skip whatever you were supposed to do next and sit in your car and listen to us. So there you go. There you okay, go. Bill. Yes. Um, yes. So um, this is a hard conversation for a lot of people. So let's talk about the difficulties in shutting down an organization. And then, you know, let's get uh, uh, let's get to the place where we give people the hope of what can be done. Yes, absolutely. First of all, difficulties, you got to pay off your vendors in some form or fashion. If you don't have much money, you're probably going to have to go to them and say, you know, will you take 10 cents, 20 cents on the dollar? And uh, assuming that all of them do, you can discharge your uh, unsecured vendor debt that way. If some of them decide to take you to court, they can, and you might have some additional complexities there. Secondly, you got to uh, negotiate to end certain contracts and leases, like your printer leases, your phone system leases, uh, your um, rent lease, that kind of thing. Uh, those may or may not go well for you. Uh, thirdly, uh, f- you need to find cash to meet payroll while shutting down. You're still going to have to pay people to do things while you're shutting down. You know, I've I've been involved in several shutdowns, and uh, even for a $5 million business, it can cost a quarter million dollars to shut down a business. And so where's that cash going to come from? Someone has to write the check. And uh, But sometimes the owner or the leader's moral obligations – to stay in the business or ministry propels them to keep going when it is emotionally unattractive to stay in it. Uh, and that further deepens the both the depth and the breadth of the emotional drain and the mental strain on them personally and can actually uh, land them in the hospital and, and cost them uh, s- severely much personally. Yeah, so I, I think that, you know, the lesson there is that when it's time to shut down, shut down. When it's time to let it go, let it go. Like, don't be clinging to something and don't be trying to breathe life into something that is, you know, organizationally, operationally past the point of return. Yes? Yes. We call it the zone of insolvency, where you reach a point where um, you are now operating the the business or the the organization for the benefit of the creditors, not the benefit either of the investors or the constituents. It's called the zone of insolvency. It's a legal term. You can look it up. Wow. All right. So well, let's get to the hope section uh, of this so that yeah. everybody doesn't just think that, you know, Bill is a bummer. All right. So what? It's Bummer Bill Wednesday, right? <laughs> <laughs> what, what can be done? What can be done? Uh, look, uh, churches, if, if you're in a church and you're facing this, you should develop financial and supportive ministries. To individuals, ministry leaders, and business leaders, churches can come alongside people who need to shut down or who are really hurting uh, financially. And these kinds of ministries can be quiet ministries. They can be behind-the-scenes ministries, but they can be highly effective. Uh, Secondly, you need a confidential place to talk. If you're the leader and you're facing bankruptcy or you're facing a shutdown, you need a confidential place to talk where you're not going to be blamed. Uh, Usually CEO groups are a good place to go. And, uh, of course, you can always call me if you need to. Uh, If you need outside assistance, you're going to need that. You will need outside help on this. You cannot do this alone. So get it. Um, And that means you're going to have to humble yourself and be willing to ask for help. And I would strongly advise that if you're in a for-profit business that you limit your personal financial exposure to the shutdown. Quit lending money to a failing enterprise. And quit going into debt to lend money to a failing enterprise. Stop it and limit your uh, financial exposure. And at the same time, 
figure out a way to maintain a good work-life balance because if you don't get yourself, your batteries recharged, you're not going to have much to give to this shutdown effort. And it is a, a stressful thing to do to unwind a business or an organization. It is stressful to do that. So you need good work-life balance. Hey, let's talk about, because I think the work-life balance part of this conversation um, is intimately related to the way that spouses experience oh, man. Um, in a very, very different way, but in a very significant way, what, um, you know, what the person who is actually engaged in the enterprise, you know, as they're trying to shut it down, the spouse is experiencing a lot as well. Talk about that. Yeah, spouses are going to experience anger, hurt, frustration, resentment, uh, you know, the why didn't you listen to me, why didn't you take my advice kind of, of, of tact on this. They're going to feel lonely and they're going to really feel out of control because their future is tied to your future. And if you're screwing up, they get to share in that screw up and they really don't have a lot to say about it. Uh, and so that gives them a feeling about a control or a loss of security. And that may end up having them question your abilities as a leader Um, And uh, they may shut down emotionally on you and they're going to need similar support, maybe not from the same support sources that you are facing as the leader who is shutting down uh, an organization or facing bankruptcy. But your spouse is going to need similar support. They need a confidential place to talk. They need a place to vent. And you, you should probably help your spouse find that as well. Well, and I feel like that is a, a another key place where the church can step in. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, we, we know um, because we're praying for one another and because we're knit together uh, in terms of community groups and, and small groups and those kinds of things, we know when people are under, um, under financial stress uh, and when businesses are failing, and we need to focus not just on the person whose employment is at issue, but the spouse and the kids as well, because it's it's big. And I guess I'm thinking here also of pastors. I mean, you know, as as churches um, move from thriving sometimes to uh, to just surviving, and then to the point where they have to recognize that that they have failed, um, it's it's important to you know to speak into the entire family system, not just. Uh, not just to the pastor. And I'll also, again, just offer if somebody needs a listening ear, you can give me a call. My phone number and my email are out there at BibleandBusiness.com. Hey, Bill English, thanks so much. You guys can find him at BibleandBusiness.com. We really appreciate your your encouragement and your sensitivity on this particular issue today. Well, you're welcome. Blessings. We'll be right back. <laughs> 